We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good with Lucky Lefty Podcast? As you see in the chat, luckyleftypod.com is up and live. We'll be adding merchandise on a weekly basis based upon some of our best sayings, some of our best conversations, some of our best guests. I think the next release next Friday is going to be our misguided passion. We are going through designs right now, you know, with trying to get a clearance on public figures. Jack Swarbrick, I want to make sure he's a public figure. Then we're going to do the priority list strictly from his email. Where does national championships fall on that list? We can be petty left. We can be petty and have fun with it. (laughs) Great to see you guys. Friday night, prime time. The Anora Boys are in the building. We're brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, you know we have to have the Good Stewards t-shirt. You got to. Got to. Got to. Us. And if you're going to drink, drink responsibly. Left. We reveal a new segment that we open each show with. It's called The Leftovers. The leftovers will come from the comments that we get after every show on the YouTube page. And the leftover for today brought to you by Anora Whiskey that you can hear each and every day on YouTube, smash the like button, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, CFB Nation exclusively. Lock in to CFB Nation now. Go there for the audio edibles every day. It's the Lucky Lucky Podcast. We spin it different leftovers today are we still debating the michigan receivers and the notre dame receivers oh man we still going through this are we has i've yet to have anyone give me a proven receiver in the notre dame wide receiver room that's right i've seen people try to trash roman wilson i've seen people Try to trash Ronnie Bell. I've seen people try to trash Cornelius Johnson. Give me one proven receiver that's a dog in the Notre Dame wide receiver room. Just one. Give me one. And then LL question of the day. And I need you all to keep it 100% funky. 100% funky because we're previewing the wide receiver position today going into fall camp. That's right. That's right. How confident or is your confidence in the Notre Dame wide receivers elevated because of Sam Hartman? If Sam Hartman wasn't a quarterback, would you feel less confident in this Notre Dame wide receiver core? LL question of the day.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's keep it 100. So left, your response to the leftovers as we start the show. Yeah, what I what I love is that that at the end of the day, we as a fan base love the importance of what our wide receivers are going to look like with Sam Hartman this next season coming up. So that's why we have a little arrogance when we're talking Michigan receivers because we just don't like Michigan. But we believe that the talent that we have in the room is going to show itself to be better than Michigan this year. That's fair. That's fair. I, 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 which, which goes to the LL question of the day. Is the confidence for the Notre Dame wide receivers more about Sam Hartman or is it more about the receivers? As you said before, Sam Hartman comes in, coming off 3,700 yards. By the way, left, I did watch that North Carolina State game last night. I saw what North Carolina State did. Okay. okay. I saw what they did left. I saw what they did. And it's very interesting. We can tap into that in the second half of the show after we preview the receivers. See, I like that we're doing film work now. because we got to do film work. I told LL Nation I was going to tap into his worst game last year. That's North right. Carolina State has a very good linebacking core, and their secondary is elite, and it's elite in this year. That's right. So they gave Sam Harper problems last year. We're going to dig into how they were able to do that. Right. Right. Give me if the wide receiver core is going to produce blank must come to the forefront. If the wide receiver room is going to produce what must happen in order for it to come to the forefront, I think it's going to have to be a, a, a threat from the receiver position on the outside. We need to because we know Chris Tyree is going to be a big target this year. He's a veteran. He's he's what Avery Davis was for us in these years that we expected him to be. But the the threat is going to have to come from the outside. We're going to have to see a JT by himself, single side receiver when we go three by one. Win some one-on-one matchups. You got Tobias Merriweather, the big play guy. He was what caught two passes last year for two touchdowns. Not mm-hmm. enough, but we need to be able to see that production be even more with a guy who's turning receivers that couldn't make it to Notre Dame in the thousand-yard receivers. So it's definitely an opportunity for 
these guys to pose themselves as a threat. If you can be more imposing as a receiver threat than what we have in our run game, that is strong already. I think that's what's going to make that transition, but that's going to have to come with a lot of production. We got a guy and what we hope and what we believe in Sam Hartman that can bring that production, but can Sam do that uh, in a new offense, in a new system, in a new elevation of, of play and competition week to week? That's something that's to be seen, but also worked with uh, with Jared Parker, who's trying to expose the offense more in the passing game. Mm-hmm. He's highlighted what he wants to do better than what Tommy didn't do the year before, and he's really passionate about making it look different. But it, the unfortunate thing is it's still Tommy's system. So how can Jared Parker extend this by the, by the time we get to week eight, week nine, week ten? Can he form this into his own thing? We know early on we're going to have a lot of the similar things, but as the season goes on and as the team develops, you're going to have to be able to put your stamp on it. And Jared Parker can't be a Tommy Reese lookalike. He's got to be his own man by the time we get towards the end of the season going into hopefully the playoffs. But for us, the the one-on-ones have to be the – it has to go from 50-50 to at least 70-30-60-40. We have to win those one-on-ones. That's what's going to make the receiver room a bigger threat and then on third down, them loading the box and just playing this press man. Chancey Stucky spoke about the talent and the newest addition, Chris Tyree, and what he brings to the wide receiver core this spring. He's such a veteran presence, and he's not like anyone we've had in our room. You know, he, he he's, um, has great acceleration. Um, he, he's shown great hands, and he's picked it up so fast just because of the knowledge that he has. You know, I was expecting a, a bigger curve, but, you know, by, by practice two or three, you can see, hey, this dude can really help us. And he's really bought into learning. And he takes coaching. You know, he's very cerebral, but he's brought an element of speed, an element of um, short area quickness, you know, that we didn't have in the room. So he's been a great asset. Yes. Based upon what he just said, how much more variety can he bring to the offense if he is one of those unguardable slot receivers that can do everything? I think it's a good outlet. I think it's a good outlet in terms of balancing, you know, your big plays on the outside where you have more one-on-ones as opposed to your your go-to mismatches on the inside with a guy like Chris Tyree, who's so versatile and is going to be able to show him and highlight why he's so important to this team in his fifth year, as opposed to his other years is because we're not just putting him at running back, put him in a position to be a mismatch. And then that slot position, him having the run after catch and having that uh, skill as being a running back, that's different than any other slot that we've had, especially receiver because when the ball's in his hands, he knows what to do with it on a consistent basis. So putting that guy in the slot to be able to do some things in a one-on-one situation, you're really, you're really in a, a a good position for him to be able to uh, help a guy like Sam Hartman create uh, uh, opportunities to extend drives and be able to be a third-down specialist, which is probably what we want to be able to look at him as. I mean, him to be able to take hand get. For him to be able to take handoffs on reverses on, and be able to take screens, be able to run the football in between the tackles and uh, be a mismatch for linebackers, being that he has good speed and size, you know, this is a, an X factor for a guy like Sam Hartman who, you know, can use him as a security blanket, but then also look for his explosive plays on the outside. I think he brings an element, and this is just for me watching him practice. He is super quick, left. Now, <clears throat> I think he can be a piece on the interior that can dictate. And what I mean by that is if he truly becomes acclimated to the offense, and that's meaning being on one accord with Sam Hartman as far as being able to read coverage, Teams are going to be really hesitant to bring pressure because that's going to what I'm, we're going to talk about with North Carolina State. North Carolina State brought so much pressure against Sam Hartman, but they only had a three-man front. So the pressures were coming from, like, all over the place. 
Wake Forest offensive line is nowhere near as talented as Notre Dame's offensive line. We understand that. However, a talented Notre Dame offensive line still struggled at times with the Ohio State defensive line last year up in Columbus. So, and like you said, they have two first-round defensive linemen projected that are coming back this year. So it's going to be a task to handle that defensive line of Ohio State. But it's going to be very interesting because I believe teams, as we said on yesterday, because of the wide receiver core not being proven, are going to try to pressure Sam Hartman and force Notre Dame to beat man-to-man coverage. That Look, beat us. Show us you can beat man-to-man coverage. Make us back up. You're not going to run the ball. Make us back up and show us you can hit us with big plays, and then maybe we'll go to different coverages. So it's going to be very important. Uh, Navy did that in the second half of the game. Of course, we know Drew Pine was the quarterback last year. But second half of the game, Navy just just said, look, we're coming out to the quarterback every play. We're blitzing seven, eight every play. We don't believe you can beat us. And that was that. It's very interesting that in speaking with Irish Breakdown, Marcus Freeman was talking about the wide receivers. And not even Marcus Freeman could identify who a guy was going to be. He said it's going to be a group effort. See, I don't want to hear that coming from my head coach. At some point, who's the dude? You know, oh, Tobias, he's in his second year, but then you hedge. He's still a young player. He's still learning. So, look, who's the dude? Who's the dude? Deion Cozy, he does some things. It's like, man, everybody does some things, and it's going to be a collective effort. Who is going to step forward and be the dog in this Notre Dame wide receiver room? You muted yourself, bro. And, yeah, that's the biggest mystery of last year. That's the biggest mystery of this year is being able to identify because at the end of the day, in order to win championships, you need dudes, you need guys that are him. And, for instance, for us, we have a room full of guys with potential. And what potential, unfortunately, is you. some people may never reach that potential. We do know that in the receiver room we have a coach that can expose and can – and can uh, give an outlet for guys to be able to express their talent. But at the end of the day, we can't look in that room and have a bona fide guy that we can depend on uh, day in, game in, game out yet that we know of partly because we didn't have a guy that can get the ball to him like that. And secondly, uh, Mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, we have a bunch of recruited talent that we believe is good, but but the outside doesn't understand or doesn't know. So for that being the biggest question mark, it's hard to put or identify anything in particular that you would be excited about in our receiver room other than the fact that we got guys that are highly recruited and guys that are hungry. And usually when you get a combination of that, you'll have some good results, but it's also space and opportunity, room and opportunity for a guy to leap out there and be that lead dog. We feel like JT could be that guy, but at the same time, JT doesn't have that personality as a number one receiver either. I mean, he's a very good complimentary receiver, but that's all of our receivers as as of this point, either guys coming off injury, guys that hasn't gotten enough action, hasn't gotten enough experience, hasn't got enough uh, production his way. So at the end of the day, you know, we got a collection of guys that are wannabes, want to be uh, the number one receiver, want to be great as a room, want to be good as a as a uh, unit on this team, but it's still yet to be seen, which is, you know, something for Sam to really, you know, dive into. It's a lot of untapped potential. I think it's great for opposing scouting uh, defenses because you don't know what you're going to get until you see the film. And unfortunately, that film is going to be short no matter who we're playing because it's only a, a couple of guys that, you know, uh, or even have more than, what, 30 plays that have some action other than them blocking. So it's going to be a good mix of uh, mystery. But for Sam Hartman, you got to jump on it because other teams don't know exactly what you're going to roll out there uh, in terms of uh, in terms of uh, receiver talent. So for a guy like Sam, I would feel really confident just because of the fact that, okay, I know more than what other teams are going to know about my receiving and passing game. Mm-hmm. 
And by the time they know it's going to be too late, that's why I have to get good with them now because there other teams and everybody that we're going to play is going to be playing catch up. Who's going to be the guy we got to focus on? Cause they all about the same from a production level. You know, they don't have a Charlie Jones. We can identify off bat and spend a week or two, especially with a, most of our big games being bye weeks before it's going to be hard for a team with a bye week to be like, okay, what receiver? Cause right now all of them are decently good. They just use guys when they need them. So, how do we prepare for a passing game like that? So I think it is a, uh, in one hand, a, a, a positive thing, but also um, interesting for a guy like Sam Hartman to choose his best guy. Yeah, Chris Tyree is a guy that we know is a great mismatch and a great compliment in this offense, but this is his first year playing receiver. We like him with the ball in his hands. Can he catch and run at the same as a, what a receiver is used to. I mean, we've had Amir Carlisle, CJ Sanders take this ride experience. Mm-hmm. Let's try this out. And we and we've had guys that we've liked there, but we haven't guys haven't had guys that we love there that's been doing the the, the most that they can for us. Well, Marcus Freeman says there's young talent, and Chancey Stucky echoed that back in the spring. Like, yo, this is the standard, and then here's the talent. Uh, that really sticks out is Tobias. He, you know, making such a big jump from last year to now and challenging him. It's like all the work last year mentally, you know, because he has the physical part that he's made huge strides and he's become a leader for us. So watching him has been great. As you get to know the freshmen and seeing how, how they respond, okay, what kind of buttons can you push, or, you know, what, what motivates them, it's still an ongoing process. You know, so we have three and a half more months to really get ready, and now they know the standard going into the summer and then to the fall, kind of what's expected in the tempo of practice and the standard of the room. You know what? I am confused. Learning the mental side. Left, what does that mean? Because for a wide receiver, football is football, bro. Right? Like, route trees, I understand that. But if you got a speedster that can take the top off, man, Jalen Hyatt Hyatt ran two routes last year for Tennessee as a junior. Left. As a junior, two routes got to the lead. Josh Hyde put an accent to run the floor route tree. <clears throat> and I think that's just knowing who you got, knowing who your talent is. And a guy like Jalen Hyatt in the Tennessee offense is very dangerous, but a guy like Jalen Hyatt in a in a Texas A&M offense may be a different type of production, you know. So mm. uh, that goes to what fit, uh, why fit matters. And for our receiver room, what's the fit? What's the identity of the receiver? I have no idea. Are we a, are we a team that are is a vertical stretch team that has length and speed, or are we a team that is a possession receiver that got many different route options that we can run? Are we a team that's just a call it and haul it, or and, and just run deep and catch the football? Are we a quick game team? What type of receiver room do we have? We just have a bunch of guys that are talented. That's that has to be that has to be hashed out. Because when it comes into the game, you need specificities. On third and eight versus a team in a a particular defense, you need a particular way to beat them with a particular guy that runs a particular route that's better than the guys that they have covered. Mm -hmm. Can't just throw a guy that just does everything. It's attention to detail, something that we learned from Brian Kelly, but at the same time, in a position like this, for us to be able to identify the, the talent and identify the roles in that receiver room, I think it's going to be important uh, if we want to be efficient. It's one thing to have a bunch of talent to roll out there. And I think, you know, for us to have a bunch of mismatches, yeah, you know, we, we got highly recruited guys. But when it comes to fit and style of offense, we don't even know what style of offense we got. Mm-hmm. You know, Jerry Parker's a smart guy, I heard, but Hell. Well, like in the interview where I was breakdown, Marcus Freeman said, yo, when you have Michael Mayer one-on-one, damn everybody else. 
That's pretty much what he said. That was like if Michael Mayer is one on one, we're going to him. And that's I'm like, because we is we have more than that. You know, a Tobias one on one is a problem. Hell, the way we, exactly. Hell, the way Brayden Lindsay was talking, he might have been a he was he, shit made ESPN top top tier and stuff like that. Crazy. So it's it's yeah, we have we're not a team that's dependent on one guy. Which I think is just the biggest, the biggest misconception about Notre Dame is because we play as if we have featured one dude. We have dudes. So that's what I'm hoping Jared Parker does is turn the offense into D and, and and what we do on offense from it being centered around one guy like a Michael Mayer or or or, or Josh Adams or. Will Fuller and turn it into an offense where it's like Kansas City. They can just plug in a guy and he'll appear in some game where you like, man, he's making an impact. That's the team that we have offensively, in my opinion, is a team that at any moment, any guy that we have can have a big game that day. Chris Tyree can have an explosive game. Jadarian Price can pop on the scene. We know what Aldrich can bring. We know what Chris Tyree is expected to pop on the scene in that slot position. We don't know he's a number one. Deion Closely is a great supporting receiver. You got freshmen that can make an impact. So that's what we want to expect. We want to expect somebody to pop every game. Not just, oh, we, we only have Michael Mayer. We had more than Michael Mayer last year and couldn't find a way to open that up. So that's what Jared Parker has to do. You have the abundance of having a quarterback that's experienced enough and knowledgeable enough to know that, yeah, we're not just a running team. Find ways to expand and increase that point total, and you're going to find yourself in good position with guys being highlighted for the talents that we're recruiting. Maybe it'll look better on the recruiting trail when multiple guys are catching the football. We have guys in award standings for positions that people paying attention to. Nobody's paying attention to the tight end of year of award every year. They're paying attention to the Belitnikov, who's the best receiver. Mm. In the room for the best receiver of the, of the year? Damn, I'm not even asking to win it yet. Can we get a guy <laughs> in the you know, like, Can we get it in the room, right? Can we get somebody on the semifinal list? You know what I mean? I'm excited about, you know, we may, we may not have a Devontae Smith, but we got a guy that damn near – yeah, you can't not put him in the room. He may not right. be, you know, give us a Charlie Jones for a season where we can hype. Because I'm telling you, anytime you're at Notre Dame, you can be half as good and get on an award list and make some motion and have some attention if you half as good. So we just got to expose that through production. And 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 one of them receivers got to do it because if not, we should fire all of them. Get rid of all of them. If we can't have a top receiver – and the, and the amount of guys we bring in and have right now, we should fire and get rid of all of those receivers because it's Notre Dame. Give us another Michael Floyd. Give us a Will Fuller. Give us a Golden Tate. Give us a, you know, DeVars Daniels if he was, you know. Give us somebody we know can lead the pack. If not, get rid of all of them because what are they good for? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. 
With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, you talking like an NFL owner right now. Let's <laughs> give it all of what I mean. You know, we we we're good at giving out scholarships, giving out four year degrees. I mean, they are one year renewable scholarships, technically. You saying you have some uh, real transfer conversations with cats? Marcus Freeman wasn't afraid to tell the quarterback that's starting for Alabama. Look, we're getting somebody better in the middle of the season. He's had the, the courage enough to tell a, a, a recruit that was committing that day on campus that we're not taking. If these receivers that are coming in and not producing, why not? We're looking for a number one. Kenny Minchie called up the school. Kenny Minchie called up the school and said, I will be your number one. That's what we need from the receiver room. That's what we need somebody. I mean, yeah, JT's great, but damn, JT, you're in year four. You know, we need we needed that in year two. It's year three for JT, I believe. That's what you feel like. Year That's the year three for JT. Year three. That's a long Him time. Him and Dion Cozy. That's a long time. So for me, identifying. <laughs> Why Notre Dame is notorious for that, bro? Like receivers, like year three, year four, all of a sudden having breakout years. Well, a lot of it is due to the quarterback. You know, I think when the quarterback got his guy, we we look good. You know, when Ev had Tyler Eifert, we look good. When Tommy had Michael Floyd, we look good. When the uh, shit. When I had Will for the short time, hell, we was really good. <laughs> Heck, we got Ben Skoranek to the league and a Super Bowl ring. And that's the problem. I'm tired of benefiting guys more than they're benefiting us. Him and Javon McKinley just. Just, just man, you know. Like, so, where was this your first three seasons at Notre Dame? See, but that's the thing. You know, Notre Dame, unfortunately – has taken a lot of had a has taken a lot of guys that are projects in those positions, guys that aren't, you know, quite defined but have a lot of potential. AKA Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool still didn't know what football was and we took him. Hey, happy birthday to Chase Claypool. Yeah. Shout, shout out Chase Claypool. But yeah, like how much can you get out of a guy that is coming from Canada and doesn't know the rules of all football yet his first year? So as expected, he blows up his third. And I think that's something that we've been proud of and on a development scale. But, hell, we don't have to start from zero with all these guys either. Right. You know, we, we took Miles Boykins, who played tight end in school, and turned him into a receiver. But what about him just being a five-star receiver? We can start from there. You know, we starting from literally ground zero with some of these guys. And that's why they're popping on the third and fourth year where recruiting has to be better, where we got guys that are more ready-made that mm-hmm. can fit faster into a system that can fit better in, into what we're needing on a production level. And then, damn, we maybe not have to see guys pop on their third and fourth year and they leave on their third and fourth year where we have younger guys popping on the scene in their first, second year. You know, Jadarian Price is a kid that should have been being like, wow, who is that? Who is that? He just got there and he's making plays, making flashes in the running back room. That's what we should be saying. Not, damn, this is his third year. We're expecting him to start, expecting him to play, expecting him to be a leader, but have no idea if he can do it or not. We have no idea about our offense. Zero. It's a makeshift, put together, trans transitory bridge program offense. Make believe. 
Because it ain't. Jared Parker, Jared Parker ain't going up there saying I'm putting in the Jared Parker plan. Absolutely not. He said, I am doing what Tommy did, but better. So how far can you even get with that? Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, it's not far. <laughs> Yo, Lucky Lucky Pod. Let's get to what some of the uh, fans right here on For the Culture Friday think about this. When we talk about the confidence they have in the wide receiver room, Coffee's for Closer says confidence is high because of Sam. Yes. If it were TB, medium confidence, potential is great. What is that? Cricket? I have always loved the Notre Dame wide receivers. The problem was the quarterback. It is about Sam Harden setting a new standard for the quarterbacks moving forward. I don't think so. And see, 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 this see, this is what we talked about yesterday. And where we push back, he also said Sam Hartman <clears throat> would determine who the dudes would be. That right there is something that Marcus Freeman pointed out that Sam, the last week leading up to this blue and gold game, pretty much had found his guys. And Jaden Greathouse might be one of those guys, right? That's practice, that's a spring game. Nobody's scheming. Nobody's bringing different pressures. <clears throat> Nobody's showing these young receivers things that they haven't seen. This, this is totally different. This is something you've seen all spring long. You go out there and you practice. So I can rock with that. But what we push back on is don't tell us uh, being a dog at a wide receiver has zero to do with who your quarterback is, bro. College football is littered every year with dogs at wide receivers that produce with terrible quarterbacks. Charlie Jones produced with bad quarterback play at Iowa before he transferred to Purdue. Uh, we don't want to hear that. You go back. Ronnie Bell didn't make his name with J.J. McCarthy. Ronnie Bell was making big plays with Kate McNamara at quarterback. A.D. Mitchell, who transferred to Texas from Georgia. Stetson Bennett. You can say what you want to say about Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett isn't a five-star quarterback, first, second, third. Stetson Bennett was a game manager, a darn good one. A darn good one. But he was a game manager. That's what he was. That's what he was. Quentin Johnson was a dog for TCU. A dog with three most three quarterbacks, three different quarterbacks. He was a dog. That's the question I have left. If we have, if our wide receiver room is going to be determined by who the quarterback is, then what are we talking about? Michael Floyd came in with Dane Chris and was a dog. Immediately. Will Fuller became a dog with Tommy Reese at quarterback. Tommy Reese wasn't a four or five star quarterback. Will Fuller bust on the scene. Yeah. Will Fuller made Tommy look better. Hey, dude, do you not think? Come on, left. Let's be honest. Can we be honest for a second? Mac Jones is an okay quarterback, bro. Mac yeah. Jones is not an elite NFL. He's a very, very average quarterback. He's an average to above average quarterback whose wide receivers made him look better than what he really was. Come on, when the last time we had a Heisman receiver? Yeah, exactly. The Alabama receivers yeah, made exactly. Mac Jones look a whole lot better than what he really was. When's now you see him. You see him on the Patriots now without talent? What does he look like? A regular. <laughs> what does like, he look like? I'm just regular. saying. When is Notre Dame going to get a receiver that walks on the field and says, these dudes can't stick me? 
Just throw the ball up. Get it to me. Exactly what we're looking for. Because those guys are guys that are recognized nationally. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, right? Guys that are reckon Mike Evans in college. Dudes. Guys that when you turn on the TV, you're not waiting to the second half to catch the game. You going into the game waiting to watch the game. Marvin Harrison Jr. versus Georgia, a beautiful display mm. of why having a number one receiver matters so much. Because no matter how good the other team is, he's going to get the ball. Devontae Smith showed you how special he was the first time he got in the game in the national championship, scored the game-winning touchdown. He wasn't even the best receiver at that time on the roster. Mm-hmm. But he showed you that he was a guy. Mm-hmm. When is the last time a Notre Dame receiver? There he is. He's back. When is the you last time? He scrambled out of the pocket, dog. Stay in the pocket. I, don't, I, don't know I got you. I got you. I'm, I'm shuffling, bro. Stay in the pocket. I have no idea why. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but when the last time we can get a guy like Will Fuller that can step on the field and then everybody in the stadium be like, oh they got who is that? They scrambling mm-hmm. through, the, through the program, be like, what number is that? That's the last time you really get a chance to see how special an offense can be when you got players that can change the game in one instant. Yes. Will Fuller was changing the game. It's like, okay, it can be tight all game. But all it takes is Will to get one play, turn his whole game around. Look at the screen against North Carolina. Even though we lost that game, that screen set us up. You know, we didn't have the defense at that time, but, man, you know he's taking a taking a taking a screen to the house in one play like that. You know changing the game. The one play versus Trey Wayne's is still memorable. Mm-hmm. It was just a regular go ball, but everybody remembers that play specifically because it was against the right person at the right time, the right play. When are we gonna find that guy as the X factor for us? Tobias had a had a taste, like the Chinese. Stores in the mall that give you the little samples, they had a taste, but it wasn't enough for a meal, it was just enough to be like, Man, that's interesting. Mm. Man, that's a that's a I might have to come circle back around after I visit Cinnabon because you know, you got to visit Cinnabon, that's that's the go to, but you know. It's just one of those things. If we can have one, Kyron was a glimpse of what Chris Tyree can be in that slot on a consistent basis. Go ahead, load the box, pressure us, load us up, man us up, press us. We got that one-on-one in the slot where a linebacker is just not going to be good enough, and I don't think the linebacker is going to be good enough for Chris Tyree sitting in that slot or even a safety because he's, he's little and he's quick, and he can catch the football. Kyron can catch the football pretty well, but, you know, he was more running back. Chris Tyree can do both and be more versatile because he's quicker and he's smaller. So any linebacker, any safety in that one-on-one when they load in the box, preventing the run on third and short, I'm looking to Chris Tyree. I think that's going to be a huge staple for the offense and a guy like Sam Hartman who throwing it in the middle of the field is a huge advantage as opposed to the outside. That's why we love our tight ends at Notre Dame. That's why we love our slot hybrid type of players is that we're able to create those mismatches in those areas and most teams don't have the talent to cover that now when we're playing Alabama Georgia they got the talent so we're gonna have to really be put our big boy pants on and find a way to be able to uh, uh, get through it but for a guy like Sam Hartman he's smart he knows well enough that hey running backs are the, the most open person on any pass play and also that our mismatches against linebackers are way easier than having a DB versus receiver on the outside. It's a further throw, tougher competition, smaller space. 
But for Chris Tyree to be in that slot and be such a threat as an X factor and be consistent, we just asking for a guy to be consistent. We didn't have Avery Davis with Jack Cohn. We didn't have Avery Davis with Tyler Buckner. We didn't have Amir for long enough or CJ Sanders for long enough or Chris Fink long enough for Brandon Wimbush or Ian Book to take advantage of why the slot is special, just like the tight end. But the slot is a guy that's quicker, can extend the field better, and so for us, Chris Tyree will be the X factor in that slot position for those one-on-one matchups on third down when they're loading the box and playing as press man. The easiest throws are in the middle of the field. That's why we are tight end. You, we have the better tight ends versus those linebackers we're going against. But Chris Tyree adding into that factor is going to be a huge game changer for a guy mm-hmm. like Sam Hart looking to get the ball out of his hands. He's not a guy that's going to create plays by running around thinking he's more athletic than some of these DNs and D linemen that we're going to be playing. He's like, look, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in getting the ball out of my hands, knowing who I can trust, who I can go to. And Chris Tyree is undeniably uh, our our greatest matchup in the receiver room right now, and we'll see how it develops throughout the season. It's interesting because, I, you know, I stepped away. Cause you know I had my little my my sister she stays nearby man she went and got me a nice she ran the Pete's Market Fresh Market funny dude didn't have a chance to make dinner before we did the show prime time left and she went and bought me a nice little pot roast dinner I had a little pot pot roast dinner with some mashed potatoes is waiting for me after the show so shout out to my baby sis Jasmine she's I call her twenty because everybody says we're twins even though we're like. 20 years apart. Yeah, my parents were wild for that. Uh, don't, don't even ask me. Don't even ask me. They had twins 20 years after I was born. Uh, it is what it is, boy. They kept pops. It is. Woo! But you're right. Chris Tyree, um, as I read the chat, though, you know, people keep... See, this is my thing. You know, people hear something and when they hear it, it's fine not to agree. That's fine. But in agreeing or disagreeing, make sure you hear what is said. You know, we understand that quarterback Sam Hartman marriage to the wide receivers, all of that. You're missing our point. Dogs at wide receiver produce without great quarterbacks. And the point is the confidence that everyone has is confident or higher because of Sam Hartman in this wide receiver room. That's the point. Nobody would have the same confidence in this wide receiver room, no matter how talented they are, if it was Tyler Buckner as a starting quarterback, period. Your elevated confidence is not because of the talent. It's right. not because anybody has proven anything. It is strictly because Sam Hartman is the quarterback. That's our point. That's our point. There is no one in that wide receiver room, a la Michael Floyd, who walked on campus and it didn't matter who the quarterback was. He was a dog. No one. That's our point. So we can talk about marriage between quarterback, wide receiver, all of that. You don't have that. You don't have a Will Fuller. Can one be developed? Yes. Does Tobias Merriweather have a world of talent? Yes. Can he go off? Yes. Can one of the freshmen go off? Yes. But as it sits today, You don't have one. And one didn't show up in spring practice. I was there. I literally watched. Lev, did I not say this? Did I not say this? I literally watched Notre Dame four-speed wide receiver receptions all spring long on social media. I went to a practice and literally watched Benjamin Morrison shut down every single receiver with a chip on his shoulder, man-to-man for a full practice. So tell me where the dog's at. Yeah. Because a dog 
would have went back and forth and got him a couple of times, and Ben would have got him a couple of times. Every receiver, every rep, he locked them all down. And was I mean, think was, about it. Was chirping and we lost the receiver that turned into a DB at another school. Dude, he was so chirping. Where, where and did, told where he told ND Media, make sure you post that. He said it twice. Post that. So this is what we're saying. We're not saying Notre Dame doesn't have the talent. We very well understand the marriage between quarterback and wide receiver. But who can walk into a national championship game in overtime as a true freshman and just get 10 yards behind the defensive back like Devontae Smith did? Because I saw the Devontae Smith comment. Are you saying Devontae Smith would have made Drew Pine better? Heck. We ain't had nobody that could do that as a true freshman in a national championship game that can just walk on the field and be a dog against Georgia. Where is that at? Show me. Where? That's all we're saying. That's it. And we're trying to get you all to understand that your confidence is not because of the talent. Your confidence is raised because of the quarterback. That's it. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. In order for Notre Dame to get to the next level, you have to have a dog in the wide receiver game. Georgia, their dog is their tight end. That's their dog. They do it a different way. Their dog is their tight end. That's it. Alabama, their dogs are their wide receivers. And when you saw Alabama's wide receivers drop balls consistently last year and not make plays, everybody started looking at Bryce Young like, yo, what's wrong? And Bryce is like, look, bro, I hit him in the numbers. What else do you want me to do? What else do you want me to do? Right? Great yeah. example. Didn't I got Bruce Feldman talk about this? Clemson recruited. Recruited the wide receivers at a crazy level. Yeah. The wide receivers just haven't produced. Haven't. Talented. Recruiting stars, they're not dogs. They haven't found one in the last three cycles. And it's hurt them on the football field. We can talk about talent all day in that wide receiver room. Where are the dogs? Where are the dogs? That's it. And as we told you on yesterday, you'll see September 23rd, hopefully, who steps up. Yeah. September 23rd, you'll see who steps up. Just what it is. Because that's wonderful, as we said, what when we previewed the quarterback room, Sam Hartman is an eight-month rental. For three games. How much can you really get excited about? You know, it's not a Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow had two years. This is a squeeze the last out of him that we can get. It's just premium juice. How much we get is the question. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, we don't need nothing but a third. Give me a third of a cup. Three games. We ain't asking for a 12-game schedule. Mm -hmm. We don't need all that juice because we got enough here. We just need an extra little juice for them three games. So we can't evaluate your season and, and look at it as the standard because mm -hmm. you just got here. And you learning just like our young guys are learning. There's no foundation. 
that we have this season. The foundation yeah. is what Gino Gadulli is doing with Kenny outside of this. This season is just like, look, this is an example of our coaching and what we can coach on the fly. This is not a reflection of our development of our program. This is a reflection of what we can do to hold the boat mm. until we can get our guys in and, and develop them the way we want to. So it's like a fire sale. You know, we're looking to buy the down of what the stock is going to be in Marcus Freeman's case because he's baking on 24's class, 25's class the success of this makeshift year and what it can do for recruiting. That's what he's depending on. Marcus Freeman's not selling himself on saying this is the championship year. I hope not. Because he'd be lying. He know them sweet spot years was 24, 25, 26, you know. Mm. Them the championship years, this is the year to prove, hey, I'm legitimate. I have an actual thing going on where you can see the vision. And we can go far because we put the right pieces in the places that we need to win. But at the end of the day, we still need a guy to get us some three games. And that's what Sam Harmon is for. So Sam Harmon is not a Jack Cohn situation. Because we didn't – Jack Cohn wasn't the number one quarterback coming into the transfer world. Jack Cohn was a guy that we gifted, blessed – Divine inspiration. The man was 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 knee deep on the bench in Wisconsin. We called him just like Keaton Slovis. He he would have been another one. Mm-hmm. Sam Hartman, I feel good about because we actually won and he's worth winning. Nobody wanted Jack Home more than us, but I'm sure there's some teams that could have used Sam Hartman just as bad as we could have used him, and that's what I feel good. It's a small victory. Cause he's a he's a rental, he's an old dude. He probably won't 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 run around saying he went to graduated from Notre Dame. Wake Forest is his home, and we okay with that. We just need to come do a job. You know, it's like our toilet's messed up. Damn it, call call Sam Harvey the plumber. Mm-hmm. Just call him to fix the toilet. We ain't asking him to live in the house. Just fix the toilet, and we be straight. We can we can run our party later on. And that's Just don't fall. <laughs> just don't fall into a stupor like the plumber on Martin, bro. Yeah, just don't, just don't do nothing crazy. Just, just don't make it worse. But if you come fix our toilet up, we're gonna have a good time. And that's exactly what he should be looked at. He shouldn't be looking at no savior. You don't, you don't hire a, uh, the air conditioned dude during the summer and be like, man, you are a savior. You expect him to just come do his job. Just come do your job, air conditioner man. It's hot in the house. Make it cool in the house. That's it. You going through a tragic breakup and all this, you know, crazy stuff is none of my concern. Mm-hmm. Come fix the, the dang AC. Sam Hartman, come fix our quarterback inefficiency. Just make us efficient and productive at the position. We're not asking you to win the Heisman. That's what we got our young guys for. Carr, Manchi, Deuce Knight. Mm-hmm. We want them to win the Heisman. You just mm-hmm. here to hold us together. And we appreciate that. We ain't going to, you know. But at the end of the day, this is also not the standard in which we want to carry ourselves. Deuce Knight is more the standard. J- uh, Carr is more the standard. So, General Gadu is going to be essential this year in bridging that gap between what we're doing now and what we're going to be doing in the future as it pertains to how we can get better. How can we get better watching Sam? Because Sam's just getting better because he's at a good spot. You know, we fostering Sam's career. We're giving it life. We're giving it relevancy. The quarterbacks we got in the tank give Notre Dame relevancy. It's a difference. Sam can't do nothing more for us than just win out. The highest he can get is winning out. Mm-hmm. But we're not wearing Sam Hartman jerseys around campus. But he's not one of us. This man got Dove commercials. He's worried about other things. 
but his talent can get us through. His talent can help the offense. His talent can feature the offense as the premier unit on the team that can win games. At the spots that other guys are winning games. We're not winning in the right spots. We, we can win in a recruiting battle, but can we win in the right spots, the spots that matter? Can we win in the quarterback spot? Can we win in the Heisman type of receiver spot? Can we win in the recruits that matter? Sam Hartman can give us a, 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 a exposition of what our receivers can look like at Notre Dame. An attractive piece for a deuce night. Damn, I thought they just had Tobias, but shit, they got Salerno. They got Braylon James, Jordan Greyhouse. They got some young dudes. They got some older dudes. Sam Hartman walking into a plethora. That's Sam Hartman's word of the, of the year, plethora. He got a plethora of talent. An abundance and plethora of ability at the receiver position. Plethora. The offense has a plethora of first-round ability. He walked into an emaciated Wake Forest and came into a plethora of talent. P-L-E. Plethora. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> That's what Sam's dealing with. That's why Sam didn't go to the NFL because he said it was a greater plethora of talent at Notre Dame than any NFL team I could have tried out for. The plethora. That's what's going to be on the back of his jersey, not Hartman. Plethora. Because any quarterback in the position right now is, is receiving a plethora of resources, The plethora of opportunity and competition. That's his nickname, Plethora, Sam Plethora. You must take advantage of this. And I think this is the best opportunity for, for this is this is like you know, a stranger. We got a stranger in the position of of of, of, of quarterback right now. This is this is a guy off the street. This ain't the hometown hero, Ian Book. This is a stand-in. You know, you know, I do the background acting in L.A. <laughs> and, and they pay good money for you to stand in for the main actor. You know, the actor want to get food, you know, go hang out. But you got to have a stand-in for the placement for the cameras. This man, Sam Hartman, is a stand-in for the placement of the quarterback of Notre Dame. He's a stand-in, a side character, getting paid as the main actor. His films are making Sundance, not the movie theaters. He's a Sundance film artist. You're not going to spend your money like you're going to see Avengers Endgame. This is a Sundance competition that he's in. A placeholder. This is not the. This is a. This is a. This is a masquerade. He just. He's just an example of what the position can be. A token. With a plethora of talent. That's what Sam Hartman is. A token with a plethora of talent and a stand-in. He's not homegrown. We didn't grow this man. We went to the farmer's market to get this man. He was grown somewhere else. And we reaping the benefits. Kenny Minchie, Steve Angeli, Carr, Deuce Knight, hopefully. These are the guys that we need to be putting in these positions. Sam is just going to show you how you can take the most advantage of it. What Donald Trump say? I didn't create the tax code. I just took advantage of it. I'm just showing you how you can get around it. It's not illegal. I'm just showing you what y'all put out there and how you can maneuver around. That's what Sam Hartman is. He's Donald Trump in the tax code. 
He like, y'all mad at me not paying taxes? Y'all made the rules. I'm just, I'm just looking at the rules. He's the outlier. So Marcus Freeman is looking at this to be a success this year. With a placeholder. Because you know, you know, you go, you go to uh Renner Center, you know how you go to Renner Center, you gotta give it back. It's called Renner Center. You renting it. You gotta give it back after nine months. After you throw your big parties and your kinks in the airs and stuff. You gotta give that big old nice couch back. It's not yours. Sam is not ours. He's the placeholder. Who left you cooking tonight, boy? It's a fish fry tonight. It's a Friday fish fry right here on Lucky Lucky Podcast.